They say that experience is the best teacher, and the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is not just about money, and we'll meet some people who have been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Hello, and welcome once again to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. My guest today is Rihanna Milne. Uh, Rihanna is a certified global life and love trauma recovery coach, a certified clinical trauma and addictions professional, a certified mindfulness coach, a number one best-selling author, the host of her podcast called Lessons in Life and Love, an educational speaker and licensed mental health counselor for over 21 years in Palm Beach County, Florida. That is quite a bit of awesomeness to bring to the show. So glad to have you here, Rihanna. How are you? I'm great, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. All right. So, so I kind of gave the, the overview. There's a lot of uh, titles and, and accolades, but uh, in your words, what makes you awesome? Well, I am awesome because I have the honor of working with adults around the world, ages 16 to 76, to create the life they desire and to have the love they deserve by healing past childhood and love trauma. That is pretty awesome. I know a lot of people certainly had all kinds of challenges that they carry with them for years and decades. So how did you get started with that? What's what's the what's your superhero origin story? Oh, well, the origin was, you know, like many kids, I was very bullied in middle school and high school. Uh, asked my mom if I could go see a counselor. And she said, no one in this family will ever go see a counselor because back then it was considered shameful. So mm-hmm. uh, in my defiance, I said, then I will grow up and become one. So I started <laughs> getting Psychology Magazine and trying to heal myself from the pain that I was going through. And then I had uh, two pretty significant traumas. I lost my childhood best friend that we were best friends from six. And at 16, he was killed by a drunk driver. Mm. And then at 23, my three-year roommate at Penn State was murdered by her boyfriend. Um, And in my late teens, after Michael's passing, I started reading the spiritual masters for my healing uh, Wayne Dyer, the Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, Marianne Williamson. I was studying the Course of Miracles. And by the time Corinne's incident uh, occurred, I was able, with my mindset work, to heal. And my spirituality, which was a big part of my healing, really helped me to get beyond those tragedies. And then at 26, I opened up my own model and talent agency and school. Uh, Mm -hmm. in Erie, PA, where people laughed at me and said, that will never go. This is a small commercial industrial town, and I'm where, watch me. And uh, within six months, I got an international award for educational excellence. And within one year, I got Model and Talent School of the Year and had my business very successful for 10 years and put a lot of people's dreams on the map. Small town people were realizing their big city dreams, including my daughter, who ended up singing on three multi-platinum CDs. Years later, I got to go back for my master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology and graduated in year 2000. So I'm now going on 22 years where I've been a psychotherapist in private practice, starting first 14 years in South Jersey outside of Atlantic City. 
And then I moved to Palm Beach County and opened a practice here. But in 2017, I went global after I had experienced a love trauma in 2011. And that led me to my research in discovering why people do what they do. Um, my ex, unfortunately, um, had a personality type we call Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He mm -hmm. presents himself one way to society, then had a whole hidden life. Um, and I went to seven therapists that couldn't help me heal from this. We didn't know what he had. We did not hear about childhood trauma. No therapist did in our trainings back then. And that led me to the research that uncovered that unhealed, unconscious childhood trauma really impacts adults in life, love, and business. And I started putting the research together. It led to my number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, and the sister book, Live Beyond Your Dreams, which is the mindset for success. And then my uh, coaching programs. Um, the research went into 150-page workbooks that I use with my clients around the globe. And uh, that's how it all began. Wow. Um, so yeah, there are a few things there I want to go back to. The first is the, you're talking about to, to childhood, drama, childhood trauma wasn't included in uh, in the training back then. But didn't didn't Freud in the 19th century say that everything came from childhood and unresolved? No, he was talking issues? about sex all the time. Well, yes, yeah, but but but, but it weren't, I mean, I, I, I can recall that clarify. Uh, in 2012, when I did the childhood trauma checklist, this came from working with different and various populations around trauma. So okay. I worked in every school grade, kindergarten through college as a trauma counselor. I worked in a mental health ward for kids ages 5 through 19. I worked in drug and alcohol facilities, one for teenagers and one for women from the prison system. And I had found by the time I had gone through love trauma that all the traumas had come from unhealed childhood trauma, no matter the age, the background, the culture, the race, the situation, these top 10 traumas kept coming up. And when I could identify them, I saw that my ex-husband had nine out of the 10 with severity levels of eight or nine. And wow. when I sent him the book and he read it, he goes, oh my God, thank you. I finally have an answer to what's wrong with me and why I sabotaged everything I love. So it was incredible research that, like I said, it led to love beyond your dreams and then healing people around the world with this. Yep. But, but, so, but so this, this childhood trauma concept wasn't, wasn't a, uh, no, I never heard of it. I graduated summa cum laude with a triple wow. masters in applied clinical counseling psychology. Huh. So that term childhood trauma was not talked about the number one thing that most people heard about was around 2016 called the ACE test, adverse right. childhood events by the Kaiser Permanente group who had over 17,000 uh, subjects mm -hmm. and they correlated unhealed childhood trauma to early death and disease, but they oh. did not go into the emotional impact in life, love, or even business success. And that's where I specialized. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, it's, it's so, such a pervasive concept now, especially in the coaching space that I, I, I know. I mean, I was told that was crazy. They're like, you're yeah. nobody heard of this. What are you talking about? And wow. it's not in the DSM four. I said, I know it's not, but it exists. Trust me, this exists. So I was a pioneer that was told she was crazy, but I knew from the research I did that this was real, that this existed. It was a matter of time 
me getting the word out. And then I was glad to see the Kaiser study. But I got to tell you, when I saw the ACE test, I laughed at it. I mean, they only named two addictions and I'm an addictions counselor. I'm like, well, I mm-hmm. named 12. You know, they say, if your parents use drugs or alcohol, well, what if they were a compulsive gambler? What if they had an yep. eating disorder? What if they were having sexual relationships and the family knew about it? So they had a sex addiction or a porn addiction, you know? So uh, they also didn't name abandonment. And I was working with kids of abandonment, kids from the foster care system and the mental health ward. So to me, they had a lot of misses that with my clients were extremely important to identify name and help them heal from real traumas they were exper- you know they were experiencing it so yeah no, and it sounds like you're doing you know really important work cuz i i definitely find that that a lot of the 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 mainstream psychological world now i'm 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 on the the coaching side not the psychology side but a lot of people go to site to to therapists psychologists psychiatrists all that and and very often therapists miss the mark on them. Um, it's because we didn't get that education. Yeah. And, you know, I do a one hour introductory session with people where I use five assessments and my childhood trauma checklist is one of them. And by the time they're done their hour, it's like, oh, my God, I learned more in one hour than seven years of therapy. Right, right. Childhood yeah. trauma was never mentioned to me. Now it's making sense. You know, so it's a real specialty area. I am a certified mm-hmm. clinical trauma professional. So the healing methods I use are very different than a lot of what therapists would use too. Yeah, but it also sounds like you're, you're kind of maybe more results oriented. Because I think a lot of therapists are, are like, no, we're not trying to force it. We don't, we don't want to go in. We're just going to explore it. And you spend seven years exploring. And you're like, yeah, okay, it's explored. Could we fix it? Well, uh, even and- as a therapist, I was always very solution focused. You know, people came to me with issues yeah. I don't want to say, how do you feel about that? I knew how they felt about that. They felt crummy. They wanted to feel better, less depressed, less anxious. So my goal was let's get you feel better fast. I love it. And the yeah. reason I love the coaching model, I don't really even do therapy anymore because globally, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm promote myself as a life and trauma recovery and mindset coach. I'm a coach certified. But the reason I do that is coaching is very educational, motivational, mm-hmm inspirational and for trauma healing a very big part of it is spiritual faith and in therapy you're not supposed to talk about that you know you're not supposed to do all these rules that really help people to heal and change so for trauma you know i'm I'm taking the unconscious normalized behavior and making Mm -hmm. them fully consciously aware and rewriting past traumatic stories um, and belief systems and norms so it's highly educational. There's much to learn. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's that's the thing with the, the yeah the therapy model. You're, I, I definitely feel that. I mean, I'm, I don't want to agree too vociferously because I'm not trained in it, but I've certainly worked with some therapists and people who yeah. work with them. And yeah, there's all these rules you can't go into this space. But you know, do on this podcast, you know, I've now interviewed I guess about 20 people um, so far for season three. And one thing I find pervasive in the coaching space is this. This uh, sexual, secular spirituality, I should say, is not necessarily religious. It's not, you know, right. Christian or Jewish or whatever. Correct. But but there's definitely this sense of of the the direction of the universe and energy and um, you know manifestation and not just you know woo woo kind of like I feel the universe, but I feel my bank account. There's a lot of that out there too. <laughs> huh? right. I said there's a lot of that out there too. But I, I became an ordained interfaith minister in 1997. 
uh-huh. um, because these spiritual faith-based concepts were even taught to my models, actors, singers, and dancers. Because here they're coming from homes that say, you're from Erie. You'll never make it. You know, mm-hmm. their own families, their own people that are supposed to believe in them. Like I had a beautiful plus-size model, Jennifer, who came to me size 22, 23, and her family's laughing at her. You're throwing your money away on modeling. Look in the mirror. You're fat. And I said, Jen, if this, you want this, I will teach you exactly what to do skills-wise and teach you the mindset to get where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Can you get to a size 16, 18 for me with me working with you? She goes, yes, I'll do whatever it takes. I said, that's all I need. And she became a Ford special size model and made a fortune. You know, yep. so this was the mindset. They come in with fear-based negative messages, which is trauma number two, verbal messages that you hear from those that are supposed to love you. And we have to fight those messages through the mindset for success system that I teach to go on to create the life you want, you know, and reach your dreams and goals. Yeah, no, and that's, that's definitely a huge thing. Um, and actually, I want to go back to the, the modeling uh, modeling business because you, you mentioned uh, you kind of glossed over that story that, uh, you know, I did this, they said it'd be impossible and I did it. So in between, <laughs> they said it'd be impossible and you achieved it. What did you do that? Because, you know, Erie is a relatively small industrial city, which is not thought of as being a modeling capital. Right. Um, although it is where my great grandfather's from. He was not oh, a model. Interesting. Um, he was a jeweler, but uh, not a model. Oh, I mean, um, I've known him. It's a small yeah. area. <laughs> uh, but but so so what did you do? Well, the story is even more embellished. With my first husband, he and his father happened to take a large sum of money from my mother, $200,000. And back then, that's like a half a million. Mm -hmm. And I was stuck with that debt and a bankruptcy at age 26 years old. And I decided I am going to do this model and talent work because I was modeling since the age of 12 in Philadelphia. Nobody was doing it here. And this is where... I was laughed at and told, see how far you'll get in this town without my last name. And I said, watch me. And that's all I had. I couldn't get a loan. I had no financial help. I certainly couldn't ask my family for help who was angry at me. So I opened with my first month's rent and a lot of faith in the mindset for success. And within six months, like I said, I won the Educational Excellence Award. I started with four clients. Within a year, I had 24 and six on the waiting list and won the Talent School of the Year. Mm -hmm. So the mindset got me through the difficult transitions. And even as a single mom, I was determined to make sure my girls were successful. They were not picking up any of the bad habits from, Mm -hmm. you know, a toxic father. And uh, they were both became very successful. My one daughter is one of the top leading coaches around the world. She's a millionaire coach. The one that ended up singing on three multi-platinum CDs, became a TV host, and then mo- a top model, puts water wells in Africa since the age of 20, and now she's a global coach. So when you have the mindset and you teach your children that you can do whatever it is you dream to be, the only thing that holds people back is their fears and negative base thinking. Okay, and talk right. a little more about the mindset, because because uh, you know it's it's I imagine very difficult to get that kind of mindset coming out of a relationship like you had, and and being you know because you were bullied, and then it's not like you maybe were bullied in the marriage, and then you were able not to achieve very the- long. <laughs> I left, you know, I left with nothing, but I had my peace of mind, and to okay. me that was everything. 
And I have the focus. I meditated back then. Like I said, I was spiritually based. I was reading books that kept me positive, that okay. made me believe in myself. I created a business I loved. I had the coolest people from that town with me. And they ended up going to New York and L.A. and, and reaching their dreams as well. Um, so I was in a business that I loved and I exceeded very well, even though I had a bankruptcy at 26 by 29, I owned my own house and a whole different home property for the business. I had two houses before the age of 30. And I'm looking back and it's like, wow, I did pretty good. Like you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. I had two mm -hmm. daughters to support and yes, he went after me for child support too. So, you know, I had this burden of paying my mother back which took 16 years. Most of my life, I worked eight jobs. That's why I have all this experience with uh -huh. people of trauma because I was working all these jobs. But, you know, I did what was right, you know, which is called having integrity, doing the right things mm -hmm. when nobody's looking. And that was important to me, my character. And I knew if I did the right things, I would be blessed. It wasn't always an easy journey. But when I look back at it, you know, I mean, this week I'm coming out featured in Forbes and I was just called one of the top coaches to follow in 2022 uh -oh. by Wealth Insider magazine. So who would have thought my pain would lead to my passion and my purpose mm -hmm. and the acknowledgement that I'm just, you know, so happy and honored to help other people heal from their pain because I yeah. have been through it. And a lot of people stay stuck in their negativity into, instead of excelling, overcoming and moving beyond that past anger, pain, depression, anxiety. Yeah, and, and that's just what I want to ask you about. Because I, I run into a lot of people who, who are, you know, maybe where you were at 26. They're coming out of a bad relationship on top of being, you know, bankrupt, bad, bad, bad. Um, <laughs> and, and so for someone who's in that situation, what would you, you know, what might you tell them or advise them to be able to do that mindset shift to go from, I'm just going to be a victim to I'm going to launch a bi impossible business that everyone says can't work. What, what would you what would you recommend to them? It really is the combination of what I teach, which is very holistic mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, all three are equally important with trauma. There's biology to heal and the brain, the body and the nervous system. Diet is a part of that vitamin therapy, meditation. Spirit is the faith-based philosophies that must be learned and ingrained in practice on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, healing the trauma piece, which takes practice going from those unconscious norms to full conscious awareness of what you say, do, how you act, right? Mm -hmm. How you, you know, stick up for yourself. So that's why these, what I do is not individual therapy sessions. It is a program that takes four to six months. And in all my trauma training, they say really to get beyond emotional triggers and being re-traumatized takes about six months. So, oh, okay. it, but there's much to teach. So that's why it is a longer program and very educational. Now, so is that something that you were able to do for yourself at that time or, or how were you able to? Uh, well, like that. I said, I was always an avid reader of psychology since 14 years old. So I was healing myself. I didn't okay. have the money to go to a therapist. Uh -huh. um, I did not have time to feel sorry for myself. I had two little girls to raise and I was working a ton. And I knew if I believed in myself and did the right things and put in a very high quality school, 
that these people would be out there and modeling. I mean, I could always do marketing and PR. I learned mm -hmm. as a young girl in Philadelphia, there was this top radio station called WFIL Radio. And I was very lucky to be hired as a promotional model. I was working with celebrities and uh, all over town representing the radio stations. One of my favorite gigs was um, dancing with Freddie Mercury of Queen at the Night of the Opera concert, the four-song encore at the Tower Theater. So, I mean, these were like, and I got paid to do it, $25 an hour. You know? Nice. So that's where a lot of my confidence came from after the bullying section, you know, that I got into modeling, marketing, public relations, and I had a brilliant boss that told me, he always said, "Hun, you got to have a gimmick. You've got to figure out what you can do that's different from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that was a very valuable lesson whenever I opened a business. I mean, even my therapy practice, you know, they walked into jazz music. They had gourmet coffees and top shelf chocolates and they could come in their pajamas and slippers. You're like This was a place that they could just totally chill and be themselves. My canine cops brought their dogs in with them. I mean, it was a different type of place. And that's mm -hmm. always what I learned. What can you do differently? Mm. Um, and that is in every business that I've run. I've, I have several businesses. Um, one is Romance International Travel because I love to travel internationally. I started this business 1996, not to make money, but to get perks. So I get upgraded in my rooms. I get a glass of wine or a dessert at a nice restaurant. I don't have to wait in line because it was something out of doing something that I love. So what you, when you do what you love and there's passion behind it, you know, and I bring them a service of advertising their businesses to around the world online everybody wins, you know? So if you do what's for the good of all, um, mm -hmm. your businesses tend to excel, but you've got to love what you do. You've got to have passion behind it. And normally if you can take your pain and make it your passion and your purpose, then you have a higher spiritual reason for doing it as well. And that's why I love the work that I do. It, it sounds like that was, that was some of what, um, what drove you, at least what I'm hearing is, that the the kind of I'll show them attitude. The yeah, we call it the watch me mindset for success. Like yeah. you can't do it, watch me. And my models uh -huh. learned that too. Like so many people were putting them down or laughing at them. And I said, in your head, you say, watch me. Okay. And it's not about anger or defiance. It's about a belief system within yourself that you can accomplish whatever your dream to do. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and and you get the obviously that supportive environment where where you supported them. And I imagine they supported you a bit as well. We had a great time together. 10 mm -hmm. years. It was fantastic. And, and when I would take them out to compete in New York in July and January was LA at the IMTA mm -hmm. international model and talent association, every one of my people got a hundred percent offers from large city markets. It was up wow. to them if they wanted to leave their home, you know, people had different things that they were doing but everyone got offers and everyone won awards. Wow. And that's really saying something when you're doing a singing competition against 800 people and you're one of the top three, you know? So this is how well I had trained them in preparation to go perform. They needed the big city mindset, not small town. Yeah. No, so no. I gave them the Philly mindset. I flew in photographers <laughs> from Hollywood and new top, um, Vogue photographers and 
high-end makeup artists. So these small town people competed in photography and were winning the photography competitions. Yeah, that's you know, That's what made our school different. So it's always what makes you different. In 2017, you went went global. So, so when 2021 came around, you're already internet based and. Yeah, I decided after Hurricane Irma down here, I said, you know, I'm working so hard being new in Delray. I moved here in 2014, so I had a couple years in Delray. And 2020, I won the Best Psychotherapist and uh, Life Coach Award, which was pretty nice being at that point, I was at home working full time globally. Um, But I love coaching so much and I could go global with coaching. And this message to me was so important. And if I'm just doing it on a local basis, and I was starting to do podcasts as a guest back then, and I'm like, you know, I want to be bigger. I want people from around the world to understand that this is real, this is going on, and if they understand Mm -hmm. it, they can heal themselves and their relationships. And, you know, the mission was to change the way the world loves. Yeah, And that was a big mission taking on in 2017 globally when nobody knew who I was. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. So, yeah. So, so, so in 2020 hit, you are you were already global and already, yes, already online. So, so did that affect your business, or or were you just kind of? Well, we found a big glut of I want to be a coach. People coming in, or okay. people saying, "Well, I had childhood trauma, so I'm." She's making good money. I'm going to be a childhood trauma coach. Ah. And they have no training, and people have to realize this is really a mental health situation. Yes. You know, I have a triple master's degree in mental health, applied clinical and counseling psychology and 22 years experience as a licensed mental health counselor and addictions counselor and trauma. So, I mean, I take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the wannabe coaches are falling by the wayside because they did not get the training that they need. And, you know, they could be sued not having credentialing in mental health. This is a mental health issue. Yeah. So it's it's super important that for the public that they do their homework and invest in a coach that really has the educational training, mm-hmm. you know, to help them uh, with what they're investing in. That is so important. And, you know, to really, again, do their homework, look at the testimonials, meet with the introductory session, see what you're learning, you know, and do your homework. Make sure That's it's right. a coach that really knows what they're doing. CCTP well, yeah. is what they should be looking for, certified clinical trauma professional. Okay. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, as, as a coach myself, I, I don't have a psychological background, but I don't get into psychological issues. Um, right. You know, I, I get into mindset, I get into business, um, but I'm, I'm not going into trauma. I'm not going, you know, if somebody starts having suicidal thoughts, anything like that, I'm going to call in, call in bigger guns. Um, exactly. You know, once it gets into that, that kind of yeah. fraught area and, Yes, I mean you know coaches, non 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 psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, non psychologist coaches. Uh, you know, obviously we have a place in in you know a networking coach. I'm about connecting people. There's no degrees right. in networking, uh, so I, I couldn't get a master's degree in networking. I mean I kind of have, but I know it's not accredited. <laughs> well, your life experience, yeah. uh, like but, me, you know, are in marketing. I've been doing it since I've been 16 and had yeah. a brilliant mentor. But I also have hired on 12 coaches. Yeah. My business coach, Lisa Satchevich, is one of the best in the business. And I studied under her for an entire year as a top tier mm-hmm. diamond client. 
So I was willing to invest in myself and my education right. so that when I'm going out there to teach others what to do or to live their best lives, I have a real solid education behind me. Yes. Yeah. And of course, a networker, you know, a lot of my background comes from connecting with a lot of these people. And actually, this podcast is part of that educational process. Right. That's why I'm bringing so many people like you on the show to learn from you and all of them. Uh, and then I might as well record it and share it with, there you go. with the audience out there. Uh, that kind of fits the network ethos. But yeah, you're, you're totally right. There's some areas there's some areas you can kind of wing. Uh, you know, you can you can have an instinct for marketing. You have an instinct for networking. You know, maybe an instinct. For, you can't have an instinct for trauma. Well, and I also didn't know how to go global. What's the best, fastest route to go global? Learn from the best coaches I can out there. Yes. You know, my podcast coach, John Lee Dumas, my marketing coach, Mark Lack. Like these are all high end, very successful coaches in what they do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hired them on so I can then be proud of the service that I'm providing making sure that I'm doing what I didn't know how to do, right? So we have to invest in our education to give us the confidence to really help people on the other side. Yes, uh, that's that's definitely has been huge, huge for me as well. You know, investing in coaching courses and and all the training is, is a very important thing. Yes. Um, okay. I, yeah, I talked to uh, one of the guests I had on, says he said he spent $127,000 in the last year in education for himself. That's it. I spent over 350000 over yep. my lifetime. Yep. It is what it is, you know, yep. but when you enjoy the growth and the challenge of growing mm -hmm. and touching lives, then the money keeps, keeps coming in. It's the law of attraction, right? You do what yep. you love and the money will come for you to keep learning to do better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's about that, you know, investment and believing. Yes. Uh, and, and, and the investment also makes connections. That's you get right. the course with the right people and, and back to networking. There we are. <laughs> we circle back. <laughs> that around. is Michael. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so what are you doing? You know, so what, what are your programs you have right now and who are the, who are the people you can best, best help here in 2021? Well, globally, I work with people ages 16 to 76. My oldest client was 75 singles and couples straight and LGBTQ. Um, so when I work with couples, it's really important that I take each individual's uh, childhood trauma, understand that, heal that for them individually, then mm -hmm. teach each partner where the emotional triggers are of the other, and then teach them the team language and communication skills they need to be able to work through issues and stop all that toxic uh, cycling, we call it, you know, the cycle of abuse or the cycle of toxic drama so that they can, you know, be each other's best friends and support system. And it's incredible how well this works. And th these communication skills were not taught anywhere, you know, not in our homes, not in our high schools or colleges. Yep. And then for my singles, they usually come to me after two toxic relationships, maybe a long-term toxic marriage and they get out and they try dating. Then they have another toxic situation and I was at the place where they were. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know why I'm to attracting toxic people into my life. What is going on? And that's usually when I get them when they're very frustrated or, you know, have gone through a couple very difficult emotional situations and don't want to repeat it anymore. So it's a program of empowerment. I work with a lot of people very successful in business, but struggle in love. I've worked with celebrities who they're toxic relationship has been, you know, all over social media. So they have that extra uh, 
the guilt or embarrassment factor, you know, mm. like they just want to hide away and just not be out there. So there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. Um, so I have clients from all different walks of life and people, you know, from Lebanon and Paris, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. It's wonderful. Right. People it's in Paris can't have, can't have love problems. It's Paris. <laughs> ah, but you can. <laughs> uh, it's global, really. Um, you know, I, I, I I want to touch on one thing you said about attracting toxic people, because um, I've I've certainly met people who, uh, you know, who they they've had multiple abusive relationships or multiple, uh, you know, they're they're cheated on multiple times. Yeah, uh, and and often you know the way they express it is well, everyone does that because everyone around them, all the people they're attracting, do that. Maybe they attract friends who are in similar relationships, but they don't take any agency in it. And well, don't people of trauma attract people of trauma. Yeah. And here's the situation which ha is happening. They um, have such a need, an unconscious need and desire and craving to feel love mm. that when they attract someone that love bombs them, really like sending tons of messages and gifts and flowers and texting and calling all the time, it's like, wow, this feels so good. Finally, I'm being loved as I always wanted to be. And the problem is that obsessiveness and that mm. the studies show four to 10 months in or when anything happens that it becomes more serious. So exclusive, living together, engaged, married or have a child. When then any of these major transitions happen, then usually the, the toxic personality stuff starts emerging. So that love bomber could have now started to control wait, I don't want you wearing that dress going out. You're my woman now. Well, you used to love this dress. Well, wear this instead. You know, I mean, things like that would start happening. Uh, this jealousy control, which comes from, you know, the top 10 traumas that I identify and then houses show up in love. And I put together 24 different toxic patterns that show up. And one where you said they keep having toxic relationships, we call that RRS, relationship repetition syndrome. Mm. So toxic relationships over and over, or they're in one relationship and consciously they say, I know this guy's not good for me. I got to break up with them. They break up and then 10 to 14 days later, that person schmoozes their way back in, you know, then they're back together again. And then the toxic cycle begins in about two weeks. And the average breakup and get together, according to research, is seven times. Wow. Seven times. So these uh, that's a result of, in your childhood, having abandonment issues. You see, and there's two types of abandonment. There's fault and no fault. This is trauma number five. So no fault abandonment would be like a parent who happens to die early, a parent that has to leave the family to serve their country in war, mm -hmm. or a parent that travels a lot and works away from the home, but that's how he supports his family. It's not his fault. That's what he does, you know, or knows best to support his family. Then a fault abandonment would be never being in your child's life, being in the child's life while the couple's together, there's a breakup or divorce, then you barely see that parent, or even an emotional absent parent. So the parent could be in the home, but then let's say they come from ho home from their office and then go to their home office and barely talk to the kids don't go to the kids' events, just really not involved, emotionally absent. So this cyclical 
toxic relationship, RRS, is usually coming from those abandonment roots. Wow. So, so actually, I'm going to ask you a question about that. Uh, so I'm a, a father of a, of a seven-year-old daughter. Okay. Uh, who is basically the love of my life. And it, it always blows my mind when I hear about parents, like, abandoning their kids. And, you know, like, the father doesn't want to see them. I'm like, how, 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 how can you do that? I know. Um, but, well, but, people have trauma. I mean, the research shows right. trauma goes through at least three generations. Yeah, the trauma cycles through. So I, I, mean, yeah. I can intellectually understand it. I just, it, it is, yeah. they are an alien species to me. Um, but so, you know, one thing I worry about is that I work a, a fair amount, um, not all the time, um, but certainly a fair amount. I mean, my, my daughter definitely identifies that I work a lot. Um, I do make an effort to, when I have time, pay attention to her. But I always kind of wonder, like, how much attention do I need to give so that she's not so that you're not assigning her a number in 20 years? Well, I would say, you know, have daddy daughter dates on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Do something special. Just the two of you. These build memories with my daughters. I used to call it adventure day. Okay. so we would take Saturday or Sunday, whatever usually was the best weather up in Erie. Yeah. And we go to a nature park or I'd say, put on something nice. We're going somewhere special. And we drive to Cleveland and go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and do an overnight. Okay. Or Pittsburgh, you know, Shadyside, which is the Creative Arts Center uh, and weekend in Toronto. But it didn't have to be expensive. It could be a day at the zoo. But that was our special time. And I see okay. my girls now doing that with my grandchildren. I'm like, oh, you're having an adventure day? Great. Yep. You know, so they're continuing that, which builds memories. Well, and, and um, that's what I try to go. It's difficult. Vacations, like, I, you know, where you're giving them a lot of attention on vacation. Yeah, yeah. And then the smaller things when she's in a dance recital or a school play, you know, schedule out. Yeah. You know, you want to support your kids in these things. That's so important to them. Yeah. Well, then that's the, like, like taking a weekend off is a, a unimaginable luxury at the moment at the, at the stage in the business. But I'll, you know, spend a morning or um, actually I have a, a courier gig coming up where it's going to be 10 hours on the road dropping things off. And and so I went to her and I said, hey, you want to take a little road trip? I got to do some some courier work, drop some stuff off. Come with me. She's like, yeah. So, so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm when I'm, you can. I yeah. mean, with me uh, supporting my daughters at the Modeling mm -hmm. Talent Company, they came in and they helped me work and I gave them a little salary, you know, um, and, you know, that worked out well because they became very social, like they were putting all the headshots in the folders. So they saw the name and the person and they'd walk in the door. Oh, hi, Marge. How are you? You know, yeah. and they learned to communicate with strangers and, and be a part of this very cool company that had really fun, creative, outgoing people, you know, so involve them in your businesses where you can. Yeah, I would say to them, okay, mom's going to do a fashion show. Uh, help me create the title. If we use this, this, and this song. So I would teach them marketing and PR mm -hmm. by asking their opinion. That makes, you know, that makes so or help me come up with a Logan, a slogan or a yep. logo. You know, and why do you like this one? And, you know, so using their critical thinking. And by 19, my, both my girls were out of the house, yeah. running their own businesses and are both very successful. Yeah. And that's definitely something I'm trying to do is is, is get her involved. I mean, she's seven right now. So um, she's not great at logo design. Although she's a really good artist. Um, but, you oh, know, awesome. te teaching her, you know, how to make her own money. Like we took her art to a, a festival to sell. Good. Um, and she made the value of money. Bucks. Very good. So whenever she says she wants to buy something. You know, hey, dad, can I get that? I said, do you have money for it? 
That's right. No? Well, let's help you make the money for it. You would like my book, Live Beyond Your Dreams. There's a parenting chapter in there, how to raise successful kids and teens. And I, I say all the, the, the strategies I use with my girls when I was pregnant, I actually read a lot of research from the Better Baby Institute. It's now hmm. called the Institute of Human Potential, which is outside of Philly. And I okay. said, you know what? This makes a lot of sense to me. I'm going to do this with my kids. So they were reading by age two. I mean, they went to Montessori school. Then I walk them into kindergarten and I, I said, so what do you teach the kids? Because my girls are already reading. She goes, really? She goes, well, we start with this is letter A and this is letter B. And I'm like, babe, go get a book off the bookshelf and start reading a t- teacher. So, I mean, so many parents are not tapping into the learning potential in the, the year zero to five. Yeah. And then when you're teaching mindset for success, you are teaching them all the way along. I remember my daughter at five watching the commercial with Save the Children out of Africa. You know, the commercial. She goes, Mom, I'm going to go to Africa and go save those kids one day. And I said, babe, I totally believe you will. And at 20, she and her best friend went to Tanzania, Africa, and they now have 16 fresh water wells in that area, bringing water to three to six thousand people per village. Wow. So and that's an effective you, ad. You believe in their goals and their dreams, and it's not stupid. <laughs> you, yeah. you say, I believe you will, and uh, you're going to figure out how to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's good. Well, yeah, so I, I'm not I'm not as off track as I worry I am sometimes. And of course, that, <laughs> yeah, especially as, as a coach when you're, you're training, because a lot of, in my training, there's talk about um, inner child work and, and trauma occurs between zero and seven. And I'm like, crap, my daughter's between zero and seven. Am I giving her trauma right now? Yeah. And you got to keep an eye on it because the home life could be perfect, but they might be bullied at school, right? you know, or put down. And those are just something you can't ignore. And mm-hmm. teens will give you all kinds of signs. Again, remember I worked in a critical mental health unit for teenagers. So these kids are cutting or eating disorder or depressed and in their room all the time. They don't have friends. Their yeah. phones aren't ringing. They're afraid to go to school events. I mean, there are concrete signs that parents cannot ignore. They only get worse. Yep. And some kids don't want to go sit in a therapy office because they feel like, oh, my God, everybody's looking at me, you know, and that was cool. Mine in New Jersey was behind my home. So it was very private and they liked that. But online, working with a life coach, it's kind of cool. It's kind of prestigious. Oh, I have a life coach. And it's in the privacy of their computer and no one else can hear them. You know, they do it from their rooms and, you know, they're, they're learning a lot. It's more educational. So it's not like yeah. always have to talk about their feelings because kids aren't in their mature minds until about 23 for women and 26 for guys. So instead they need real life skills to start making them feel better and um, more confident. I, I'm honored to think I'm in my mature dreams, Their goals. You want to be a singer? Okay, let's make yeah. that happen. That's yeah, what I put- said to my daughter at 15. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So, you know, then you take the steps. Kids can believe in a formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I love that concept that, that cause I, as I've gone to therapists at various times and, and it's a lot of talking or, you know, kind of walking around, tiptoeing around the issues and, and, you know, coaches being much more like, what do you want to do? What are your goals? That's right. Happen? Educational. Which, I, I, I feel like a lot of young people and by young, I mean like under 40 um, are, are, infantilized and disempowered then they're told you know no you can't do that go get a job um and and you know we see a whole generation that was told 
no, you can't do that. Go to school and get a good job. And <laughs> go that was a blind alley. Get your education so you can get a job. And of course that failed. Yeah. Um, so it is a very hard time for our teenagers and young people in their 20s with COVID, workplace, you know, unrest, this vaccine that's controversial, um, four-year colleges not producing the results they're supposed to be producing. Mm -hmm. So it's a very difficult emotional time for young people. Um, I had, and she allows me to share her story, which is on my YouTube channel on my, my website, uh, this young girl, Amy, um, whose mom put her with me. And she goes, well, I don't know if I can do this coaching in a machine. Like I'm used to seeing a therapist. And then I told her what we would go into. She goes, wow, that's totally different than what I'm doing. Yeah. I want to give it a try. Uh -huh. So the first step, she's at community college, not doing well and working as a host in a fast food store and dating a 30 year old dishwasher. So I said to her mom, I'm going to get her to quit that job and we're going to find a job more aligned to what her dreams and goals are. She doesn't mm -hmm. know what they are yet, but we're going to focus on what is it you want for your future. So doing that rehab, like what, what, what color is your parachute? What is it you want to be? Mm -hmm. uh, she came up with architectural design and we, we looked at the colleges that she would have to do visits for. And then we, I was able to job coach her into how to interview to get a job. And we got a job selling in a home design store. Within the six months I was working with her, she became the manager. Now she has management for home interior design and is in college at a major college for architecture interior design. And she says on this interview, she goes, my whole life changed in six months. Uh -huh. you know, I loved it. You know, I'm totally a different person. Yep. You know, so that's the exciting part. When you take that person scared, I don't know, acting out, looking for love. She was adopted. She did have a, a father that abandoned the family. So she only had her mom. She was angry at her mother for having a new boyfriend because unconsciously that was the only mom, person she could count on. Right. And now the mom's attention was diverted. So she had to learn to accept that there was much from the childhood unconsciousness that we had to change for her and have her focus on herself and her life and what she dreamed to have. And everything fell in line. It, it was, it's a beautiful story. That's fantastic. And, and what's your website where, where folks can find that? Oh, it's my name, rihannamilne.com. And on there, you can get uh, the free ebook. You can get book chapter downloads for Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams, my two books. It's like 60 pages of each one. Um, you can do the four free love tests. And there's a link to my podcast, which is Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel where I have like 230 videos and audios there. Uh, I try to give a lot of education out around this topic for my clients and, you know, people who hear me on podcasts and so forth. Okay. And I, I know we have another offer. You, you gave me this link that uh, people can get to through guyknowsaguy.com slash Rihanna, which is uh, about attract emotionally healthy love now. Yep. Which, so uh, make sure you get that. That's yep, a 32 website. page ebook right yep. there. Yeah, it's the shocking yeah. truth. Why nine out of ten adults struggle in life and love, which uh, nine out of ten sounds a little bit low. Uh, I think more than and now it's a hundred percent. Yeah, twenty twenty one. It's now officially a hundred percent. Hundred and three percent of people are now <laughs> struggling with this. And yeah, right. So, so definitely uh, check out guy slash Rihanna. That's R I A N A after the slash. And if you don't know how to spell guy who knows a guy, then um, uh, I can't help you. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that, that that's some remedial kindergarten level stuff. It's all short words. Um, but it's been great to have you on the show. This has been really interesting hearing your story. It's very inspiring. Um, going back to, you know, you overcame a lot, did a lot and, and, uh, and teach a lot. So that's incredible. And I thank, thank you. you very much for sharing your story. Yeah, I just want to encourage everyone, now is the time to create the life you desire and have the love you deserve. Don't wait. All right. Thank you. That is fantastic. Thank you. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.